Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for a little while, about 12 minutes. I know that we think that we have really busy schedules, and often we find it difficult to find time to simply sit down for a prolonged period of time and open up the Bible and and read through it. But if we can spend 12 minutes each day, that's about what these short daily Bible classes or today's Bible classes take, about 12 minutes. We can stay focused on God's Word. We can continue to think about our spiritual lives, our souls, and our relationship with God. Now, we want to encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to think in a more positive, a more spiritual direction in their lives, who need to, well, in many cases, they need to reconnect with God. You may help somebody get to heaven by simply beginning to share these short studies and encourage them to listen. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, anybody and everybody. You can do that through Facebook friends. You can do that through text messages, perhaps some other technological means that you have access to. But make up your mind to help somebody, at least to try to help somebody, by sharing these short studies and encouraging them to listen. We're going to get back into our series of studies here on marriage. Now, when I said encourage those with whom you share these short studies, encourage them to listen. That's what we're talking about in the marriage relationship. A very simple, if you stop and think about it, simple to understand, and a practical and foundational principle that will help us to develop strong marriages, but will also help us to re-strengthen marriages that have become weak and flailing and perhaps almost to the point of dissolving through divorce. And that principle is to listen to each other. Listen to your spouse. The principle we saw in James chapter 1, verse 19, James said, be slow to speak. Or rather, he said, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Now, both the being swift to hear and the slow to speak have to do with simply listening, listening. And if we'll listen, put our tongues in check, then we'll be slower to let anger build up that ultimately develops into wrath, which can result in violence. Listen to your spouse. Listen to what your wife is saying. Listen to what your husband says. Open your ears. Instead of responding instinctively and emotionally through lashing words of your own, Listen to what they're saying. And as I've said in this particular series, listen to them, not just the words, but listen to the emotions and listen to the body language. That is, observe their features, how they are saying what they're saying. Look at their gestures and and try to tap into their hurt 
or their anguish in what they're saying. As we closed last time, we said, once one researcher has suggested the following breakdown of the importance of three components, three important components, and that is to communication, effective communication. First is content, second is tone, and third is nonverbal cues. Content, 7%, this particular researcher says. This refers to what the words used would mean if written on paper. That's content. Now, I would probably say it, the percent ought to be higher in that form of commu- uh, in, in communication. That particular component of communication probably should have, hold a higher percentage. But maybe he comes to 7% by, because he's saying, you know, we, we aren't that careful with our content. We aren't that thoughtful in the words that we use to express whatever we're trying to get across. Tone, though, he says, is 38% of communication. Tone. How we say words can change their meaning. For example, a husband is watching Monday Night Football. His wife interrupts him, and he says, Honey, not right now. Now, he could say that a little bit differently. Honey, hold on just a second. Let me see this one play. And then he does that, watches that, then he mutes the television, and then turns back to her and says, what did you need, sweetheart? You see, that's loving tone there, respectful tone. A tone that says, I, I, I do want to hear what you have to say. But if he says, honey, not right now, in a loud and angry voice, or maybe also, and we'll get to that in a moment, he uses gestures that he's trying with his hands to say, shh, 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 be quiet then it is not so much what he said that hurt her feelings as it is how he said it. And then nonverbal, that particular part of the communication process, this researcher said holds 55% of the communication. For example, a husband is describing something important that happened to him at work. His wife yawns in his face while he's speaking to her, gets up and gets a cup of coffee. Now, she did not say verbally, I'm not really interested in what you're saying. I'm not really interested in what what happened to you today. I really have other things I'd rather be doing. She never said that in words, but that is what she communicated to her husband through those nonverbal communications through the yawn while he's speaking the getting up and leaving the table where he's sitting and talking to her walking over and pouring a cup of coffee with her back turned to him all of those nonverbal gestures and actions communicated a whole lot to her husband that could leave him very frustrated and hurt well content What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What words am I going to use? Tone. What tone of voice will express whatever it is 
that I really want to get across. But then, what kind of nonverbal cues, what kind of body language and physical action is going to be there when I'm either saying what I'm trying to say or when I'm supposed to be listening to what my husband or my wife is trying to say to me. We need to listen. We need to pick up on not just the words, but we need to pick up also on the tone of voice and on the body language, the physical actions connected with our communication. Now, I'll emphasize once again that most of this, separate from the words, you don't pick up a tone of voice, you don't pick up any physical gestures or body language through social media communications. Well, I know you can capitalize all of the letters in a word, and that is supposed to mean that you're shouting. <laughs> what a bunch of baloney. What a bunch of junk that is in reasoning. We need to get back to face-to-face -face communication and quit being so scared of it because that is how God designed us initially and primarily to be able to talk to one another, to be able to communicate with one another. He gave us lips and a tongue for a purpose, and we need to use them productively through the speech, through verbal communication, and especially is this important in a husband-wife relationship. Now, five levels of communication for us to think about. Clichés. Now, clichés are not always bad. How was your day, sweetie? That's a good opening line of communication, showing you care, you want to know. Also, how are you doing? What are the kids up to? What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Two, reporting. Telling facts about others and what they have done without any personal comment, like a newspaper. This happened at work today. Let me tell you about what, what happened at work today. Or so-and-so told me to tell you this or that. Three, ideas and judgments. Now, real communication begins when a person makes value assessments and inserts personal ideas into those assessments. A person is opening up but is cautious and will retreat if threatened. I agree with you, with what you said about our vacation coming up, or about buying new carpet, or whether we really need a new car. Now, see, those are ideas and judgments, and you're interacting, or you're inserting your ideas and your thoughts into the communication that you have already heard from your spouse. You know, you might say, no, I, I feel we should not spend this extra money on this particular item, but we should use it to pay off some bills. Now, let's sit down and talk about it. See, that's thinking about what has already been expressed, and you're also giving credence or respect to what your spouse has said on this particular matter, and you're opening yourself up to kind of further developing that with him or her, 
You want, you want to know what he thinks or she thinks. And you want them to know what you think. And then you interact back and forth and you come to a solution, to a common agreement. You see, that's communication. We'll come back and look at a couple more levels next time. But let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father, help us to learn how to effectively communicate with one another as husband and wife. Oh, how we need to do that. Please guide us and give us your wisdom. And teach us, Father, how to be effective communicators with each other, showing our love and respect for one another in our communication. Teach us, help us to learn how to be swift to hear and slow to speak and to never let wrath develop within us toward our spouse. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Please forgive us. Hear our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.